This is the Syndicate Logistics Podcast. You're listening to Power Up Mondays with Will and Tim. Keeping it between the lines and moving it down the road starts right now. Hey guys, Will Lewis Meyer here. Back with another episode of uh, the world famous or maybe the world infamous Power Up Podcast. Uh, recording from the uh, the flagship in Invergrove Heights, joined as always by the beautiful, the bodacious, some call him Timbo Slice, some call him the Timinator, I call him a dear friend, Tim Hutchinson. Timbo, what's up, man? Oh, Mr. Will, how you doing, big dog? Fantastic. Back with another episode, episode yes. 28. Exactly, yep. We, we grow number even closer to number 30. You know, I, I just want to make a mention here that we do not have an engineer today. There's no producer here. He's <laughs> gone, so uh, we'll set everything up. Now, I talked to Chase the Dream on the phone. I didn't believe it was him at first because his wife got really deep, like it had changed somehow or another, and he said he couldn't come in because the other one dropped. I'm not sure what he's talking about. <laughs> There's something going on here, but he's he got something funky going on over there. So, uh, Will threw all this together. Yep. In champion style, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, scored one for the team here, and uh, man, we're, we're just not going to stop. It's like uh, no, neither rain, nor sleet, nor snow, nor a lack of chase to dream <laughs> is going to keep this podcast from happening, man. Absolutely. We don't need a producer. I mean, exactly. Timbo, we could record this from the back of a pickup in remote Minnesota, and it would sound amazing. Yes, it would. So, you know, Chase... You know, you know, know that you're replaceable, essentially. <laughs> so. That's a humbling thought, isn't it? Right there. Exactly. I am replaceable. So, yeah. Yes, so, you are. So, episode 28, um, kicking ass, taking names here. As always, random topic. This week is Tim's uh, Tim's subject. Um, never known. We just kind of, uh, you know, we come up with, a, with a, a, a random subject and we kind of talk about it at Candid. So, um, Timbo, yeah. what are we talking about today? Today... Today we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh oh. The elephant in the room is the driver shortage. Driver shortage. Let's talk about this. Now guys, here's the deal. We know that there's a big driver shortage in this country. We've heard about it over and over and over again. And estimates are anywhere from 50 to 80,000 drivers short. But you're like, hey, you know what? I get a paycheck, there's food in the stores, and I mean, I, you know, the hardware stores got stuff, and hospitals aren't going without so what's going on I mean why should we even care and I say we should care and the reason why is this is because yeah there is a great shortage yeah there's a lot of loads out there that are not being delivered or they're taking an extra long time to be delivered and what's happening here is that we're seeing a substantial increase in prices okay sure we're in a a booming economy right here they said three percent growth wasn't possible we're at four percent you know so that's kind of masking what uh, this Masking what's really uh, going on here. Uh, but eventually that's going to slow down a little bit. And we're really going to feel the impact of this driver shortage and it's coming. So the question is, you know, why should you care? And what can we do about it? What can we really do about this? And I'll throw one thing out here real quick here. We should care because this is America. Damn it, you know what? Anytime this country has ever had a problem, haven't we all, you know, joined arms, you know, locked arms, shoulder to shoulder, and faced it dead on, right? This is absolutely no different than that. There certainly are things that that we can do here. This shortage is only going to get worse. It's absolutely going to get worse. 
A couple of reasons here. Not to be long-winded, I'll pass it over to a big dog here, Will, in a, in a second here. But uh, a couple of things that going on here. First of all, we're recruiting drivers who aren't qualified or they just or they don't care about the business that much. They're in it for a paycheck. They're in and out in like six months. Okay? That's not a long-term fix whatsoever. Secondly, at some point in time, we're going to reach critical mass. And critical mass to me in this industry is where literally the loads that have to go just are not gonna go. And then you're gonna feel that. And, and are, we, are we a thousand drivers away from that? Are we 10,000 drivers away from that? If we don't turn this thing around, folks, we're gonna hit critical mass. I say probably within the next two years, we'll hit critical mass to the point where, where loads just are not gonna get delivered. And you're gonna start seeing an, an, an impact. I mean, I don't want our country to end up being like other countries, I won't name any, but you know, you've all seen the pictures on the internet where a person's walking down the aisle in a grocery store and it's half freaking empty. Not because we don't have the food, it's because we can't get it to the stores. You know, at, yeah. at that point in time, we're going to have a crisis, folks. And I say now's the time to address the elephant in the room, which is the the driver shortage yeah. and the looming critical mass that, in my estimate, is going to happen in the next couple of years. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, da, da, da. Man, I wish we had some sound effects, but we don't got that in the budget. Yeah, no, the, uh, the, old, <laughs> the old driver shortage, yeah, you know, I feel like the driver shortage is something that's been talked about for years, right? I've been, I've been trucking since uh, 07, so a little over 10 years, and, you know, I'd probably say about 2011-ish is when I really started to hear it, um, but I wasn't really feeling it from our side. You know, right. we always were able to recruit and, you know, keep the trucks full, and it wasn't until last fall was where suddenly... The, 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 this, the pipeline is just drying up, right. right? And I was like, wow, I really am feeling this now. We really are feeling this. And, um, you know, obviously I think there isn't a, it's not a coincidence that that kind of, that, that pinch started to feel when ELDs were becoming regulation and, um, and people were leaving the marketplace. So it is a very real thing. Um, and price increases are a very real thing, mm -hmm. right? And, I think for a long time, people have this thought that like, ah, it's not gonna happen to us. Prices aren't gonna go up. Someone will figure something out. Right. I can assure you people that is not the case. You know, you have a you have a group which made up the majority of the driver pool, which were, you know, the baby boomers, those 51 to 60 year old guys, they're leaving the marketplace. They're either retiring or they're just, they've had enough with government regulation. They're just like, screw this. Boom. I'm out of here. Um, and you don't have a younger generation backfilling. It's a real scary situation. You know, our regulation currently, the way it's set for um, the hiring of, or even becoming a, a commercial uh, truck driver, it's it's tough. You can't do it 18 out of high school, you know? Right. You gotta wait years before you can even become a truck driver. So it's like, who's gonna sit around and wait for that? They're gonna pick up a different vocation and become an electrician. or pick up a different trade they're not gonna wait so the idea of us not backfilling a population of driver that's leaving it's it's creating an environment that it's I can see it exponentially picking up speed here um, because the what you would need to 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 avoid the price increases and the food not on the shelf and the loads not going is you would need a, a piece or, or a percentage of the capacity in the trucking game to, to leave right the actual trucks so that way supply and demand can even back out, but they're not going to. It's way too, the, the pricing environment's way too conducive. If anything, people are gonna, trucks are gonna join, right? But drivers are gonna be shorted. So basically, I don't foresee any type of capacity changing in, in a way that will allow prices to decrease. And like you said, Tim, I like that. We're like, there's critical mass of what loads go and what don't go. 
And that's what people are gonna have to make a decision on is, does, does load A get shipped? Because I have one truck and I got four loads. Which one's going? And then let's say they pick the one that doesn't really do you any benefit. It's like, well, you're not gonna have that stuff on the shelf. And when it does come back around and yours does get picked, the rate's gonna be freaking high, just simply due to the economics of supply and demand. And that's gonna trickle, trickle down to the shelf and you're gonna be paying two or three times what you thought you were paying before. Absolutely, you know, you, you hit a good point there. It'll come down to critical mass where it's like, what load goes, what load doesn't go. And it will come, I think it's gonna come to a point in time if we don't turn this ship around, write the damn thing, mm -hmm. and do it really quick, start right now. It'll take a couple of years to really get this thing in and fully, fully uh, rolling. But what'll happen is that it's not really gonna come down to really about money. No. Which load pays the most, we're taking that one. I think the government's gonna interview and say, wait a minute, we're gonna start uh, rating, rating or ranking these loads yeah. in terms of importance. And you know, government loads are gonna be number one, yeah. duh, you know. Uh, uh, so, it, so you're saying we're no, we're no longer going to be deregulated? We're going to be regulated again? Yeah, you're going to be regulated again. And yeah. it's going to be the government loads go first, then the medical, you know, then you know, then anything has to do with food, then anything has to do with manufacturing. Do, uh, do, of, of course, now we, we have Hurricane Florence is bearing down on yeah. the East Coast over there. And I don't know, any of you other drivers out there, have you ever done anything with a disaster relief? Because as you, if you have, you, you know darn well that, that that is the one case where there is no government regulations. You know, you put disaster relief load on the side of your trailer. Uh, you don't run logs, you don't stop at scales, you just go like a bat out of hell. Mm -hmm. And I, I personally have done that. And after two weeks, I got home, uh, just ran like a crazy guy 18 hours a day. And I got home and I literally face planted into my bed. <laughs> just face planted. I was there for like 14 or 16 hours. It was just crazy. Okay. But the other you know, another angle of this whole thing is, like you pointed out, William, we've got the, the baby boomers who are leaving, mm -hmm. and we have got the newer drivers who are being sold, if you will, a different bill of goods yeah. than the baby boomers, boomers were. Hey guys, come on in, you'll drive this brand new truck, it's all nice and cushy, and you just go down the road, you're steering with one hand and a cup of coffee in the other, and, and we're gonna pay you bazillions of dollars and all sorts of stuff, yeah. and, it, and, and they're really selling you a lot of bullshit is what it is. Because they get into it and they go, wait a minute here, this is real work. I've got to get out of the truck at freaking 10 below and unhook a trailer. Yeah. Wait a minute, I'm stuck. Hey, my truck broke down. Hey, there's weather situations out here. Hey, there's traffic. Hey, there's, I mean, it's one thing after another. You know, this is this is really a, a, a tough, tough business. I had somebody who just got into this business from an office uh, support standpoint in the past year who's who came to me just yesterday and said, hey, I never realized how tough this business was. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you ought to try going out and getting into a truck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. see what work is like out there. Not, not, not that person doesn't, doesn't do work, but I mean, still, you consider the other side of the, uh, of the coin here. So really, so now they're coming in and, and average time in this business right now for the, for the, new, for the new drivers is about six months. Yeah. They get in six months, six months later, they're leaving. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I, have, I have this thought, I have this idea. Okay. It, it may not be the end all cure or answer or solution or anything, yeah. but you gotta start somewhere. Okay. And it, and it's all about the existing drivers. Okay. Existing drivers know people. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. I'm. I see where companies right now are having their drivers recruit other drivers to come to the company. Hey, we'll pay you three thousand dollars to get a comp another driver to join us, and that's what we pay out. We yeah. pay out three grand. Okay. Uh, to bring another driver in. And I'm saying, well, that's great, but you're taking the driver from, from another company. Right, exactly. That's all about our bottom. Now it's about our bottom line versus their bottom line. Yeah. I want to ship this around to where it's, it's, it's the health of the comp health of the country right. versus, you know, 
the unhealthiness of our country. So everybody knows somebody out there, I do as well, know somebody who's got a job that they're not happy with. And mm-hmm. I'm saying recruit them into our industry. Yeah, out of, yeah outside of the industry, so outside to be clear. Outside of the industry. Bring them into the industry, yeah. Right now, I, I read something, I think it was Time Magazine that did an article which said that only 24% of Americans are happy with their jobs. Is that what said, really? Yeah, so that leaves, that leaves like 76% of people out there hate their jobs. Hey guys, say, look, I'll tell you what, this is, a, this is a tough industry, but if you get into it, it's a career. Yeah. It is actually a career, but don't come in thinking that you're gonna sit on your duff all day and make a bazillion dollars. You can make 60, 70, $80,000 a year at this. Mm-hmm. You know, after your first year, you gotta, you know, cut your yeah. teeth, as they say, 60, 60 to 80 grand a year, full benefits. You can have all that stuff, absolutely. Recruit those people in this industry because we need them. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really great way of looking at it, Tim. I, and I hadn't really looked at it that way before, where it's like, yeah, let's instead of instead of everything being on such a company level, is like, what can we get for our company, right? How many drivers can we recruit, fill our trucks? Bottom line, yes, that's important. Obviously, I understand that. But the idea of, like you said, if if, if our referral bonus basically is asking a driver to pull a driver from a different company, ultimately it's we're robbing Peter to pay Paul essentially, right? right? Mm-hmm. But if we go outside of the industry and bring people in, now we're adding drivers to that driver pool, hopefully quality ones, and that overall as an industry, it, it strengthens us. And I know right. we talked about it in different podcasts before, but it's, yeah, as, as, a, it, as an industry, we need to come together and, and lock arms and say, hey, let's, let's get strong again. Right. Let's get healthy again, because right now right. we're not. We're, we're all competing against each other. Whether, I mean, it's always been that way on on freight rates, right? It's who can I cut someone else's throat to get that rate, even if it doesn't necessarily be profitable for me and ultimately weakens our industry. But I'm doing it anyways. Now I see right. just doing it with drivers, right? Or who can I take drivers from? Yes, short term, yeah, you filled your truck, great. But long term, when you're talking industry, when you're talking just overall health of the country. Um, not a great play. Let's bring new people in. Let's go out to industries where you know you have employees or uh, you have uh, uh, people with skills that are being undervalued and underutilized. Bring them into trucking. They can make really good money here. Guys that are motivated, that have a certain technical skill, that have uh, planning abilities. I mean, you can really kick some ass. You know, it's it, this isn't an industry where it's there's a, the cliche thought is oh it's 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 trucking it's it's. It's it's lower level. It's it's redneck. It's it doesn't take much uh, acumen or smarts. Bullshit. The guys who do the best, guys or gals who do the best in this industry, are intelligent as hell, right? And our our industry has done nothing more than grow technology, right? right. We we live with technology now. Right. So people who are skilled and are smart and intelligent, they can kick ass in this industry. So bring them in, Timbo. That's it. <clears throat> and you know, here's the thing: is that people think, oh, it's so complex, it's so difficult. It's- you know, to actually get started in this industry, you know, it's going to take so long. It's like, I, I tell you what, I, I've got, I got four kids, you know, three girls and a boy. And one of my, uh, actually, my daughters are, are literally all in college at the same time. Ouch, you know. <laughs> yeah, some hands off my butt. Yeah, yeah. You know, now, now my, my one daughter, she's a senior in college. She's going to be an RN. Okay. Uh, her education is going to end up costing us two hundred thousand dollars. It's two hundred grand for her Baby. to become an, an RN. And here's the thing, and that's to. That would take four, five, five years. Mm-hmm. It's actually like four and a half years. You have to go through four years, and then you have to go through the uh, uh, the boards and, and 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 all the little extra training after that. And, yep. and it's about four and a half years, two hundred grand. Here's the thing: someone coming into in this industry, 
I can show them how they can get in, into this industry at no cost to them. They don't have to pay for, for driving school, mm -hmm. okay? They get in this, and after their first year, they'll end up making pretty close to what my daughter's making, yeah. who dropped 200 grand. Yeah, no okay? shit, right? Look at that. I, I'm not kidding. I mean, hey, guys, right the, R, the ROI is so much faster. Yeah, exactly. Shit. So, I mean, here's, you know, now there are companies out there. I won't name them. You can look them up, but there are companies out there. They have driving schools. Yep. What you do is you sign out with them and say, hey, yeah, teach me, teach me how to be a driver. You know, and I'll agree to, to be with you for, uh, the average right now is about 10 months. Mm -hmm. Say, I'll drive for you for, for 10 months. Your goal in all of this, and, and, and all, all the assistant drivers know this, you know, your goal really is to get the first year under your belt. You're yeah. the first, you got driving school, and your first year under your belt, you're golden. You know, you're golden. And then you can leave the, what they call the starter companies yeah. and, go, and go get with a, with a real company uh, where you can make you know, a lot more money, and uh, I don't know, you know any companies like that around? Will I know there's this one yeah. that I know. Um, they're out of Invergrove Heights, man. What what, is, what's your name again? I can't. They they really press hard on the driver experience. Yeah, everything they exactly. do is just to make it the best driver experience possible. Syndicate they, something. They, I can't they keep saying it. Just Win Baby all they the time. They stream Just Win Baby like all a bunch the time. of madmen. What's men, that about? But Syndic it's Syndicate something. No, I'll think no, of it. I, it, they, they have Syndicate something in, in, <laughs> on the logistics side. I'm not sure what that's about, but you know. But again, there are options out there. So hey, I want to call on my brother and sister truckers. Hey, start looking around. You see somebody that's not happy in their career where they're at, you know, plant a seed. Absolutely. Talk plant to a them. Seed. Say, hey guys, yeah. hey, look at this. I've been doing this for X number of years. I'm doing well at it. It's yeah. going good. Yeah. You know, not every driver is over the road. Not every driver is gone for seven Very to ten point. days. Very good you point know, to make. Some drivers some drivers get home every day. Yeah. You know, point. they've got a route or they're local or just just you know, there's so many options out there. You know, the idea here is to plant the seed to, hey, come on into this industry. We need to, we need to reach out beyond ourselves yes. and our own paycheck, yep. reach out beyond our own windshield yep. and say, hey, you know, this industry as a whole is facing a crisis, a looming crisis, yep. and, and, it, and if it doesn't impact you today. It will. It will. Eventually, yeah. it's going. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to right now. I've been yeah. doing this for... Almost 30 years, yeah. and I went back and checked, and I went, you know, I used to always say, oh, 25, 25, went back, and I went, wait a minute, I went back, and I counted it, I counted, added them all up, and I went, I must suck at math, it's 29 and a half, so I'm coming up on 30 here, yeah. <clears throat> that it will be 30 years, and I should be 30 years uh, on the 15th of next month. Woo! October fifteenth will will be thirty years that I've been in this Oc business. October fifteenth, and, and, and I and I, I tell you what, you know, I have, you know, yeah, things things have changed here, but I'm telling you what, I've watched this, I, I've watched this crisis develop. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been coming up for over a decade now. It's yeah. it's just coming, guys and yeah. gals. And we we, you know, the troops on the ground here, yeah. we can do something about this. So Absolutely. again, this isn't the end all. I, I, I never want to come across as like I've got all the answers. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, hey, I'm just one voice out there. I'm one voice crying out in the wilderness, going, hey guys. We have a problem. Here's an idea. Somebody else come up with another idea. Yep. And no matter what we do, let's start small and grow this thing, kind of like a grassroots type of deal. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's probably one of the most or organic type solutions that I don't know why I really think that much about it because that I've heard. Right, a lot of people are talking change regulation. Okay, we well, change regulation. You still have you still have to hope that you have a younger generation that has interest in getting into trucking. Mm -hmm. Right. Judging by the interns that we've, we've talked to. I think the idea of trucking to them is 
isn't necessarily top of mind, right? They're more creative, they're more tech savvy, they're more tech driven. Right. You know, I think, I, do I think that needs to happen, that regulation change? Absolutely. But yeah. do I necessarily think it's something that can quickly have an impact on the looming crisis we have right now? Not necessarily. Right. I think, honestly, an organic way to do it would be just what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, people, whether you're in trucking or not, reaching out to their network. You hear someone at a cocktail party say, man, you know, I've been painting houses for 10 years and just, I just hate it. You know, I've never been treated well, haven't made the money I, I thought I would. Hey, that's, that's, hey, you know, you should maybe check out driving truck, you know? You can yeah. make X amount. Uh, you learn a new skill, you, you get to see the country. There's a lot of cool things that go along with it, you know, and that organically grows the driver pool by bringing them in. And like you said earlier, I mean, <laughs> it's been about 10 years coming, right? And I've always heard about it and everyone just kind of wanted, Act like, sure, it's coming, but yeah, will it really, when will it hit, yada, will there be impact? People, it's here, you know? And right. even if you're out, like I said, if you're out of trucking, you will, you're, if you choose not to do something, you're gonna see prices on those store shelves consistently increase mm -hmm. to the point where now <clears throat> your disposable income seemingly is, is at zero every month now. Right. Because before you could afford it, but now you've seen your groceries increase 20%, your clothing increase 20%. Right. And continuously growing, and it's only because of just simple economics of supply and demand. Um, so, yeah, help yourself out. <clears throat> yeah. Help yourself out and have exactly. ancillary benefits. Exactly. We cannot, and I don't want to keep you know beating on this, but we cannot overestimate the importance of truck drivers in this country. We absolutely cannot, because yeah. I tell you what, and I said this on the podcast before, that the truck stopped moving for 30 days, we would find out what life was like back in the 1800s when they didn't have anything. Yeah. They had nothing. They had a little, they had a victory garden in their backyard. What they grew is what they ate. They're no more running through the, you know, drive through at the Taco Bell. I'm going to start doing that at home. Yeah. Victory garden on, victory my, on my balcony. <laughs> downtown, downtown Minneapolis. Downtown Minneapolis, guys. I'm have, uh, some row crops, <clears throat> uh, about, about three feet of row crop. There we go. I'm gonna have, uh, you know, do some tomatoes. Maybe uh, make some, maybe like a, an apple tree. You know, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and just, you know, just, just, just exactly. eat it. And then I'll just, I'll hunt, I'll hunt for meat. Yeah, you know? there we go. Over by Stone Arch Bridge. You know, I'll just there, be looking for, you know, go. maybe some rabbits and stuff like that. No, I, I, I agree, Timbo. I think ultimately everyone just needs to take what's happening here more seriously. Because honestly, I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it's gonna be crazy. When I was at Robinson, when I, was, I worked at CH Robinson, sure, we would have peak season, right? Where, where supply and demand was somewhat manipulated by the carriers, us, where we would have trucks, but we would just hold them, right? Because we want prices to increase. Right. At which point then we would offer the truck, we'd, we'd move the freight. Guys, now it's not that. It's not about money. The checkbook can be wide open. I could say I'll pay a truck a million dollars. There's just not a truck there to move it, right? right? That thing's just not gonna move because there's not capacity. Right. And that's because the drivers aren't there. So, and in, in, we're not getting any smaller as, as a country. Right? We're not, our population isn't shrinking. Our GDP isn't getting smaller. So we're, meaning we're not gonna ship less. So right. this idea that like there will be a, a direct kind of a, an adjustment down in, in demand due to truck shortage or driver shortage, no. no. Demand is just gonna continue to increase. Mm -hmm. And that gap between that supply and demand is just gonna drive prices through the effing roof. Yep. So, and I, critical mass is gonna happen when, when the two lines intersect. One going up because of demand and one coming down because of the, the, the availability of trucks. And when they, and when they intersect, we're in trouble. And, and I, I think, I personally believe we're two years away from that. Yep. I personally believe we are two, two years away from, from that. And, and people are like, well, somebody else is gonna 
fix the problem. You know, I mean, you can stand, you can stand on your front porch all day and, and yell, that's not my problem. Yeah. But really, it is your it's gonna problem. Sh- it's going to show up on your front step yeah. real shortly. Yeah, yeah, you best. So, hey, guys, gals, I'll tell you what. Uh, you, you know, everybody knows somebody out there. I, I know several people out there who I've actually have been talking to about getting in the trucking industry. Nice. You know, and I've been saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, here's a couple of companies you can go to. Go ahead, get you know, get your get your CDL there. Cut your teeth in the in the industry. Make no bones about it. It's it's hard work. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no lie. This is not the easiest dollar you'll ever make. Yeah. You know, but you look at the impact that you're having on the country overall yeah. and it's like almost you know you're it's almost like you're in service of our of our country yeah you move, move you know? the country along yeah i mean you may not go overseas and bite in a foreign war or anything but you're serving our country nonetheless absolutely you know? darn lootly 100 percent, guys so that's 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 my thought that that's what i got man tim i really like that that uh that topic i thought that was some really good uh talking points i think the solution idea you came up with was something new to me so i appreciate that that's a it's something good to chew on. I think a lot of listeners, that's something to chew on too. You know, you guys can have an impact out there. Right. Shit, not even being in the industry. You just like, you know, plant those seeds. Plant those seeds of a, of a, of a possible uh, career inside of an industry that, that needs you. And that's going to pay you well. and going to teach yeah. you skills and show you the country. So, Amen. Timbo, well uh, uh, episode 28, wrapped her up. And like Ooh. always, ending with three words, just win, win baby. baby. This is the Syndicate Logistics Podcast. You're listening to Power Up Mondays with Will and Tim. Keeping it between the lines and moving it down the road starts right now.